0: Welcome to the Culture Classroom, a podcast for teachers and coaches by teachers and coaches. Listen to top leaders, innovators, and influencers share their stories about how intentional culture elevates performance. Now, here are your hosts, John Weaver and John Torrey. Let's get better together.
1: Coaches, does it feel like sometimes all you're doing is copying, pasting, nudging, rearranging, and redrawing your playbooks? Get your time back. Designed by a current NFL coach with the same pain points you have, ProQuickDraw is an incredibly powerful plugin to improve the playbook software you've already got on your computer, Microsoft PowerPoint. We've created buttons, tools, and shortcuts to save you time, keep you organized, and give your playbook presentations, scout cards, and practice scripts a professional look, and create it in half the time. We've got over 25 NFL teams using PQD, and we're giving you a chance to use it, too, with our new affordable price for high school coaches. Try us for 30 days with no strings attached. You'll get a one-on-one video call with a football coach who speaks your language. Plus, you get to keep everything you make during your trial. Visit www.proquickdraw.com to get an impressive 2022 playbook start.
0: Hey, Coach Weaver, we're back for another Motivation Monday, and I think we have a really good question for our guests here today.
2: Yeah, you put this on uh, about a week ago, and I had no idea what you were talking about, literally. Like, you sent it to me, I was like, um, you're going to have to refresh my memory on uh, what this is or anything, but after you explained it, I think it's going to be beneficial to our coaches, and it's something that we always think about, but not really know – I don't think we really know how to address the situation. Um, so I'm, I'm eager for our coaches and uh, listeners to dive into this one.
0: Yeah, I was on a call last week with Randy Jackson as part of his mastermind group, and uh, someone in the group – it wasn't Randy himself, but it was another member of the group. There are probably 30 of us on this call, and uh, this person said – something that i wrote down and it's really got me thinking about it ever since but it's how do you make the invisible kid visible and my mind instantly reverted back to my 10 11 12 year old self up here in iowa in the summer every town kind of has its own festival that they celebrate uh you'll see county fairs popping up and so when i was a kid we'd maybe go to the county fair and I'd have—we didn't have a lot of money, so I'd get ten or fifteen bucks to play games while my dad went and sat in the bar, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, when you're out of money, maybe you go and tug on uh, on dad's leg, and uh, depending on how good of time it was in the bar, that dictated how much more money you got or didn't get. But we didn't always have very much money, and so like you'd play the games. I remember like dart throwing or like uh, just just things like that. And you would never uh, accumulate very many tickets, but one of my favorite prizes at the end of the night when it was time to go to, the, to cash in was Magic Ink. And it's just this, for those of you maybe that remember, or if you don't know, it came in like a little, uh, I don't know about like eye wash bottle and it looked like syrup kind of, you know, that kind of texture, that kind of color. And you write with it. You would spray out of this bottle. You'd squirt it. And you could write. And then in a few minutes, it would evaporate. And they called it Magic Ink because it used to have writing. And now the writing is gone. Well, when we talk about relationships within our team, the conversation in the Zoom call was, how do you make relationship building systematic? And it came down to that. How can you, as a coach or as a leader, make someone invisible visible?
2: Yeah, I think that's, we all have, I'll say this, we have the question that comes about like, how do you motivate kids? How do you get to the 10% or the 15%? And it's the cliche word, right? Oh, you just got to go talk to them. You got to build relationships. You got to do this. You got to do that. And I think a lot of the phone call, the Zoom call was that. Like, you just got to go talk to them and all that. Well, I, I think about when the kids... I don't know. I, I'm a big high-five guy, and it's, it's walking down the hallway, and you can see even even adults do this. Like, they, people wear their feelings on their face. So you yeah. can see it walking down the hallway. I mean, even when you're driving, you know, I like to kind of look at people at red lights, and, like, you can say, oh, that, ha- that person's having a bad day, or it's a hard... Like, they wear everything on their face, and it's just people watching. It's kind of creepy, I guess, but, you know, a lot of times... The kids that need to be reached the most are the ones that aren't the the ten percenters on your athletic team. They're not the standout. They're not the superstar, but they play a role in some significant matter that that's going to help your team. Either it's in the locker room, or maybe they're maybe you're in college and and they're the guy that makes sure that everything is picked up. So maybe the starting quarterback maybe lost a left a cleat or whatever, and then this kid picks it up or whatever. But there's so many things. But it's interesting that. You know, when you that you talked about that Zoom call, that the relationship piece, though it's important, a lot of coaches can't connect with it. Yes.
0: I think that's where we are now. I think you go to any leadership seminar or you go to any professional development ed- education, everyone knows the power of relationships. I've never really thought about relationship building, though, as a system before, mm-hmm. and I know people like us, like you and I are pretty good at building relationships in our schools. We wouldn't be in the roles that we are if we weren't. We're good at building relationships mm-hmm. with other people around the country. But I guess I've never really thought about it from a systematic <laughs> approach before. Yeah. But teaching middle school, now white bulbs are going on all the time over the last week because you, know, you might not be in high school. You might not be the star player. You might not be a junior or senior with a leadership role. You might not be in college. I always think about the seventh or eighth grader that wants to quit. Mm. And then what keeps them going? How do you get them to not quit? Because if they quit, then all that potential doesn't even manifest in anything. And so that's where the magic ink kind of evaporates a little bit. But if you can keep them going, if you can listen to them and, and understand their thoughts, their feelings, their desires, tap into that, connect with them, then that's where the magic really happens. And so I just thought it was a really interesting way to approach it. How can we make invisible kids visible? And, and then I thought then I rode the bus for three hours to a wrestling meet the other day. I had four of them last week. So for those of you keeping track at home, it was a 74 hour week for me. Not that I keep track, but my wife does. Um, And I guess I thought like for the last 10 years, I don't ride the bus in the front. Mm. When we ride the bus, I always have one of the emergency exits in the middle of the bus. Yeah. And the purpose for that is that I like to, on the way there, I always tell my team it's a business trip. I want you to focus. I usually have some kind of video or something for them to watch. That's going to feed into the mindset that they're going to need to compete. But on the way home, I'm very mobile around the bus. I like to get up. I like to hop seats. You know, I'll go two seats at a time. I'll talk to the people there for a few minutes and then I'll, get up and I'll shift again. And, uh, I just think that helps me connect the time that they need you the most. Is after the competition is tired. The result of the game is what it is, right? Like you and I've talked a lot about surrender the outcome. Right. Like it's not about winning matches. I want to win as many matches as I can. But at the end of the day, I need to make sure that my kids are emotionally and physically okay. As we head back so that we can keep going on our season or keep going on our journey. And, uh, That's one way I connect with my team. That's one way that I make sure the invisible are visible is that I sit in the middle and I try to talk to everybody on the way home.
2: Yeah. Um, You know, I think about that with our football program. Coach Davis encourages a lot of the kids to ride back on the bus. Because whether you win or whether you lose, and I do the same thing. The first probably 15 minutes when I'm eating my post-game meal, I'm going to sit in the front and talk to the coaches. But after that, I'm going to go walk around in the back see what they're doing. I think the biggest thing um, that that I think that we can portray to these coaches that are listening to this is to be transparent but not translucent. You know, let them, I guess, you know, the old 1950s model of a coach being feared, you know, and that's how you're going to get things across is over with. I think you have to show a little bit of vulnerability and let them know that, hey, I care about you. And I'm going to let down a little bit of wall, but not everything, obviously, but just let a little bit of wall where they feel comfortable with you. And that that opened just one door to the many doors of, if you want to, like think about like there's so many doors down a hallway, that just opened up one to where they feel comfortable with you, for you. Because I know when I was a kid, I didn't even know my head coach's first name. I didn't know anything. And it was more like, golly, what does he do after school? What I mean, and look, social media takes care of some of that stuff now with being transparent to your kids, but I think that's one step that we can do is to be transparent to them, but not not being like, hey, I'm not gonna let you in on everything that I do. Obviously, there's a responsibility that I have and there's a respect you have to have for me, um, and that, that goes both ways, but the, the vulnerability piece, I think, it, is big. And I'll share a story with you real quick. There was a kid that was a sinner for us in junior high, and his name was Don Ross, and he wanted to quit. He was like, Coach, I'm going to be gone for two and a half weeks. I'm training to be an Eagle Scout. And I was like, whoa, time out. You're going to be an Eagle Scout? He's like, yeah. And I just engaged in that conversation with him of tell me what it means to be an Eagle Scout. Like, how long have you gone to this? What's the badges that you've had? And you, this is what you said. You invest into that kid. And he was like, when I come back, I don't know if I'm going to play football anymore. I'm going to miss it. I was like, look, man, the most important thing for you right now is to go and get that Eagle Scout And when you come back, we'll still be here. And when you get back, I want to know what it was like to be an Eagle Scout. Like, what did the training have to be like? What did you have to do? What what kind of badges? I want to know all about it. And when he came back, he told me about it. And he's like, am I still – I was like, I don't know if you're starting or not. We're starting camp. But you can work for it. And he was our starting center on the conference championship junior high football program.
0: No, I think that's where coaches were lost. You know, um, I shared on that conference call with these other coaches around the country, a variety of us in different walks of our life. We don't all coach football, but a lot of us do. But I mean, it's not a football call. Uh, And I said the two by 10 rule, you know, where take two minutes a day for 10 days in a row and talk to the same kid about something. That's one of the things that we've had professional development on up here. So 10 by two, two by 10, however you want to look at it, but two minutes a day, 10 days in a row. And then all these people, they were like, well, so that makes it systematic, right? Because there's numbers, it can be measured. You're either hitting it or you're not. And then all these people are like, well, what do I talk to them about? Well, that's where you have to connect. That's where you have to find out what they're interested in. And then you have to align it to what you need as well or what you're interested in as well. And so I want to talk about a, a powerful moment of connection my middle school wrestling team had on our way home. So we're wrestling back to back nights, two long road trips, you know, about six hours on the bus in two days, which for middle school kids, that is why I get paid. Right. I coach because the competitions are fun. I enjoy the sport, but man, I get paid to ride the bus and make sure the kids are under control, especially on the way home. Right. (laughs) And so I'm sitting in the middle and everyone's tired. Everyone's sore. It's been a long week and someone in the back just starts with a yo mama joke. And they've got it on their phone and they're scrolling through and next thing you know you see little bright lights pop up all around them as they're all on their phone googling yo mama jokes and so i just threw one out in a lull in the conversation and uh kid, kids were like coach short you know yo mama jokes it's like yeah i did the same thing 30 years ago you know i wouldn't have yelled it on the bus the way that kids today do because You're right with the fear, like when we got on a bus to go somewhere, it was like, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to shut up and I'm not going to be the problem Mm -hmm. because I know we're going to have to run for this or we're going to pay for this in other ways. You also know the lightning rods on the team that were going to be the ones that the whole team was going to have to run for. Mm -hmm. You just didn't want it to be you. And so... Next thing you know, everybody's telling your mama jokes on the bus and kids were posting on Snapchat and the next day at school, I I show up and kids are like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, we heard, you know, some your mama jokes and they wanted me to tell them there too. And so it's like, it's not hard, but you have to be willing to take that risk. You have to be willing to go out of your comfort zone just a little bit, because let's be honest. A loud bus for an hour and a half can go south on you as a coach real fast oh, yeah. with 40 kids.
2: Yeah. You know what I'm hearing right there, too? And I think this is with today's athletes is you had instant street cred with them. And I think getting the kids, Randy says, laying street for you, lay, they'll lay in traffic for you. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll run through a brick wall, a lot of coaches say. But I think when you get that piece of the kid, Go back to the door that we talked about Open. You open up one of those doors, that leads to another door that opens, another door that opens. So now, not saying this is going to happen. We're not trying to, like, prophesize this is going to happen. But that kid is fourth and one, and the kid, you need a first down, or it's a clutch situation in a basketball game. You're like, I know who I want to take that shot. Because that kid doesn't want to let you down. And that ends up turning into how that plays out is that kid wants to play For the coach and the school, rather than just, hey, I'm trying to get mine. Everybody else gets theirs. That earns you street cred with that kid. Now you have buy-in with that kid.
0: Yeah, the credibility rating. Your credibility goes up just a little bit with your team. Maybe it's not real popular with other teachers or administrators or parents. But at the same time, what you're doing is you're allowing kids to have fun. When kids have fun, they're going to go to where the fun is. They're not gonna avoid it. They avoid things that are hard or things that push them or uh, things that they don't feel comfortable or confident in. They go to where there's fun. So I don't know, it was just a small moment of connection for my team. It boosted my credibility score with kids and uh, it was a, a powerful moment of connection for our team. And that's our challenge to leaders this week is how can you make invisible kids visible at least if it's, if, if it's only just you who's bringing the light to them.
2: That'll do it for another edition of Motivation Monday. Uh, Coach Story, what a novel idea. You think about Magic Ink, you think about making the invisible the visible and how you can earn street cred with your team by just sitting on the bus and telling them your mama jokes. Um, so, coaches, as you go through this week, look for little glimpses of where you can be a light to shine and get to know a kid a little bit more using the 2x10. That's another edition of Motivation Monday. Hope you all have a great week.
1: Culture Classroom is sponsored by ProQuickDraw, the dynamic playbook solution for modern coaches. Let technology work for you with time-saving features to eliminate the busy work so you can spend more time coaching. Our subscription comes with starter templates, stencils, and plays for you to begin building your 2022 playbook quickly. Give us a try for 30 days and keep all the templates you make during your trial. That's Pro Quick Draw.